Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. In today's episode of the Rebel Health Coach, I am joined by Alan Mesner, and we will be discussing his book, The Wellness Roadmap. Alan Mesner is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer and a Functional Aging Institute certified functional aging specialist. He is the creator of the thriving 40 plus fitness community providing one-on-one and group coaching, nutritional guidance, and personal training for clients over the age of 40. He is also the host of one of my personal favorite podcasts, 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, for which he has interviewed hundreds of health and wellness experts with a wide range of specialties. Also, I would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and thanks for listening this past year of 2018. I appreciate it very much, and I'm grateful for each of you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Alan, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. I am excited to have you here today. I have to say, before we get started talking about your latest book, I started this podcasting journey, and I you're the very first podcast I downloaded or subscribed to on iTunes was a 40 plus fitness podcast. And this is still in my rotation weekly to listen to. And I'm so grateful that you reached out to me to come on my show. And it's quite an honor, in my opinion, to have have you. Well, the the honor's mine, Tom. I, you know, I, uh, we've kind of connected on Facebook and, and interacted a little bit as you were getting started and as things were going, but I I can just tell you, I I love what you're doing with the podcast. And like I said, you were one of the first people that I was definitely going to reach out to, uh, to get this message out. So thank you for that. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. I'm glad we've connected and I'm glad that, uh, you know, once I get, if I ever get down to the panhandle, I'll come visit you. Well, you're going to have to do it soon because uh, my wife and I are about to move to Panama. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's quite a move. <laughs> Not just Panama City, Panama. Yeah, actually okay. Panama. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. First of all, I want to say when I read the intro to your book, I was blown away. And for the listeners, let's go into this story because including what you included in there, what you did prior to becoming a uh, certified personal trainer and a certified functional aging specialist. Well, I had gone through my life believing, okay, you you know, career first, career first, career first. I had lived my life that way. Uh, found myself at about 39 years old w- with a really good position uh, in a company, uh, but it was really, really stressful. And I found myself in a relationship that was... Um, Dysfunctional to say the least, uh, and again, just additional stress and 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 issues. Uh, I decided I needed to take a vacation, and I went down to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, uh, and I bought a timeshare there. 
And with the timeshare, I said, now I have a dedicated week, you know, time every year I need to come down here. I'm pot invested. I'll, I'll, I'll come down here. So the, one of the first mornings I was there at this all-inclusive resort, I, I went out to play volleyball. And uh, I love sand volleyball. Uh, we used to play it all the time, uh, almost up to a semi-pro level where, yeah, we were winning tournaments and, and making money playing. But here I was 39 years old and I started playing and within just a couple of uh, matches, I had to sub out uh, because I, I really believed I was going to have a heart attack. I, I was just exhausted and I, I, I knew I was letting my team down. I was letting myself down. So I subbed out and, and I just watched. So the next morning I was down on the beach trying to meditate and it, it just occurred to me that I had lost something extremely important to me. Uh, with my inability to play volleyball, but it, it went much deeper than that. It was, I had lost being the father I wanted to be. I had lost having the the relationships that I needed to. And uh, excuse the language, but I was a fat bastard. Uh, you know, I had everything from a career perspective, but I, I just didn't have health. I didn't have fitness and I didn't have happiness. And and so I've come to understand that those are the three essential elements of wellness. And if you aren't happy, if you aren't healthy, and you aren't fit, you're not living the life that you're here to live. Okay, great. That's great. Now, the cool thing was I made the decision to change. The, 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 the uncool part of it was I, I really hadn't made a commitment. So it took me a good eight years after that before like the light bulb came on and I put it all together. Uh, and that's why I wrote the wellness roadmap is so it doesn't take others eight years to figure out what I figured out. The wellness roadmap will literally walk them to their definition of wellness, so their place of wellness. So it's really, it really is a, a way for you to design your trip, uh, the journey you're going to take to get to what, whatever your vision of wellness is. Okay. There's a lot of people in out there that are feeling that same way, stuck. And, uh, you know, especially with people like I work with, you know, people in corporations, major corporations, and, and you were one of those at one point yourself. And is that you get to that point where, you know, you're doing everything you can for the company you work for, but you're letting yourself go with stress and overweight and eating on the road and eating junk and not taking care of yourself. Absolutely. You know, and, and so it was, um, I, I would eat what I wanted. I would drink what I wanted. And I, you know, sleep was not a priority for me because, you know, there was work to do and the stress was chronic. It was every day, you know, major, major things going on at work. And then when I went home, uh, major, major things going on at home where I just never really had a reprieve. And I thought a vacation was the answer, but it was only really part of the answer. Uh, I really needed to address all the elements of my health, fitness, and happiness to get that all to work together. Okay. So let's dive into the book a little bit. What is the wellness roadmap all about? Okay. Uh, whenever we're going to sit down and take a trip, uh, we, we we used to sit down. You remember the atlases we'd pull right, out before right. we had GPS? Okay. Yeah. I do use the GPS in this, but uh, we used to pull out an atlas and we used to say, okay, we're going to drive from North Carolina to uh, Price, Utah. And so we're sitting there drawing a little red felt pen 
the, the highways and roads that we're going to take to see the whole trip through. So we've set a destination and we have a starting point. And now we're going to get on the road to do these different things. And so as a function of looking at your roadmap as you go, uh, where are the best places for you to stop to eat? Where are the best places for you to get gas? Um, where are the best places for you to spend the night if you need to do um, a sleepover? Because that trip's going to take you weeks, potentially. Uh, where are you going to stay? And what are you going to do on that trip? Uh, where are the areas where you know, uh, you're going to run into obstacles and have problems? Um, you know, we didn't back then have uh, our, our navigation systems telling us there was going to be construction on Highway 70. We found that when we got there, and then we had to reroute ourselves to get around that construction. Uh, a bad rainstorm could happen and really slow us down. So we had to have strategies for you know, how are we going to handle when we can only travel 30 miles per hour down the interstate and we'd intended to cover a little bit more mileage today uh, than we're actually getting covered. So the roadmap is, is literally just a way to, to walk you through the mental processes that we all have to go through to start. And then once you have it planned, uh, it allows you to approach wellness and health and fitness and happiness all from one holistic look. And so we're saying, okay, if you don't have your fitness modalities taken care of, uh, you need to, and here's why. If you don't have your, uh, you know, you've, you come at it saying you want weight loss, well, we'll say, okay, well, what's the real problem here? Is it stress? Is it food? Is it sleep? So we kind of, in this, in this set, we walk you through all of those considerations for this journey. Um, and then in the end, uh, we all get to our destination uh, but that's typically not the end of the story. We didn't drive all that distance to just turn around and, and go back to the start. So I, at the end, I talk about how you can unload that cargo and celebrate what you've done, assess who you are today, because no one goes from being unwell to well without changing themselves at some fundamental level. So recognizing that change and what it means to your life uh, is fundamentally important. And then, well, you know, we went to Price, but that's not where we're going to stay. Uh, now we're going to drive down to Arlington, Texas and see family there. So now we have a whole nother trip to plan, a whole nother route to draw out to, to go somewhere probably even better as far as we're talking about as wellness as goes, and then just go. So it, it really is a way to walk you to your first venture into what wellness looks like for you um, and then gives you the tools to carry that forward. Okay, awesome. So we covered a little bit why you wrote this book, but let's dig in a little bit deeper because you and I both know that, you know, when you start this journey and the why has to be big enough to, to take you through this journey. So why did you write this book? Well, what I found was as I, as I sat down with my clients, well, we kept having, every time I got a new client, we would have the same conversations. You know, and it'd be, why, why are you here? Why do you want to hire me as a personal trainer? And I would invariably get the number one answer. You know, if you were doing the family feud, okay, what's your first <laughs> question? It's weight loss. You know, everybody starts with this idea that weight loss is going to make them healthier. And, and with good reason, but, you know, the doctor's going to tell them, uh, you should lose some weight. You're, you're overweight. Your BMI is out of, out of whack. You need to lose some weight. Well, I'm here to tell you that, that weight is a symptom of something else. Right. And so what I wanted to do was to help them identify the cause 
of the illness. You know this from from your practice and what you do. If you don't address the cause, right, you're you're never going to get rid of the weight. You might get rid of it, and then it's going to come back on, and you get rid of it, and it'll come back on, and you just layer it on layer after layer after layer, and it gets bigger and bigger, and it, it, it it's the yo yo. I went through that for almost eight years. And so I wanted to help other folks understand we've got to get to the cause. And when we get to the cause and we deal with that, then the weight comes off. But the weight coming off is actually just a side effect of us getting healthy and fit. Okay. It's a side effect. It's not what we should be going after. We should be going after the cause. You know, I have inflammation in my systems. That's why my joints hurt. It's not because I weigh, you know, 200 and whatever pounds. It's because I have inflammation and my joints hurt. If I can get rid of the inflammation, I'm going to lose weight and my joints will stop hurting. So, uh, you know, I wrote this because I think so many people go in with good intent, but actually don't understand where they need to focus their attention. Okay. So who should read this book and why should they read it? You know, I focus on, on individuals over the age of 40. Okay. Um, and I do that for a very specific reason. Um, you know, we have to train differently than we did when we were in our 20s. You know, uh, in our 20s, our bodies uh, were much more forgiving of injuries. Uh, we could do a lot more. We had a lot more capacity. You know, it was, I, I remember having the engine uh, just being able to go, 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 go all the time. Uh, I could eat what I wanted to eat, do what I wanted to do. And I could, in a sense, feel like I was exercising myself out of all the bad things that was going on in my life. And, and that worked up to a point. Uh, as I've gotten older, that's not happening anymore. I, I can't put the time and energy into exercise to lose the weight or to get myself healthy. I, I need better practices. I need to understand the capacities and limitations of not only my, my physical self, but my mental self. And so this is really for anyone who finds themselves over the age of 40 is either unfit, unhealthy, or unhappy and wants to do something about it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good because that's, I mean, basically when we hit 40 is when this starts, stuff to, a lot of this stuff starts to happen. Yes. And, and it gets harder and harder. And, and I get it because, you know, you just, you don't have the energy. You, you, your hormones are out of whack. They've been out of whack for a long, long time. Uh, you know, when your testosterone was at a higher level, you you could add muscle pretty quickly. You could shed some fat pretty quickly. Uh, but now maybe you're in a high stress job, so your cortisol levels are really really high. <laughs> you don't have the muscle mass, and and you don't have the testosterone. And so putting on muscle mass when you're over forty is more difficult. Yeah. But it, but it's possible. That's the coolest thing about the human body, and, and I love it. Is that no matter how old you are, if you could take a single breath and do one more thing, you can make yourself better. Right. The human, well, the human body is amazing. Exactly. And the human body is made to heal itself. Yes. So it, when you're, you know, and in, in, in my side of the fence, we call that menopause for the men. But <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's hard. It gets harder. You're, you get fatigued. You get brain fatigue. You get brain fog. You, and you, if you don't take care of it, like you said earlier, and you don't get to the why or fix it, it's going to keep going. 
It does. Uh, you know, in the book, I talk about uh, sarcopenia, which I'm sure you're familiar with, osteopenia. Right. Uh, both of those are situations where our body is degrading. Uh, our, um, sarcopenia is the muscle uh, going away at about 1% per year if we don't do anything about it. Uh, osteopenia is the bone density going down about 1% per year if we don't do something about it. And so if you know that you need to be doing something about it, then let's figure out smart ways to get you under load, to get you doing resistance training of some point so that you can retain or gain muscle, you can retain or gain bone density. So that's a natural degradation that's going to happen to all of us on the path. If you assumed all cars are driving down the same road, some of them are driving a little faster than others towards aging and some are driving a little slower towards aging, but you can actually change roads. If you start changing the lifestyle choices that you're making, and making the better choices as you go, you can get on a different path. You don't have to go down the aging path the same way everyone else does. Okay. Okay. So the wellness roadmap is neither a diet book or a workout book. What is it? That's true. That's true. Um, you know, diets, uh, the word diet, if, if you actually looked it up, it, it, it talks about what you eat. Right. Okay. It doesn't say it's a, ch a change, you know, but we've, We've, we've morphed the word to mean a temporary restriction. You know, we're, we're punishing ourselves for a temporary period of time for the lifestyle choices of the past. And that's okay. You can trick your body into losing some weight for a little while, but it really doesn't change who you are as a person. You haven't changed your lifestyle. So if you approach this from a, I'm going to go on a diet that's not necessarily the answer to your overall problem because it's not addressing the cause. Okay. Uh, same thing with the exercise. You know, I, I, do put some, I do put some food things in there. I talk about nutrition because that's important. You do have to fix your nutrition. So I want to give you at least some guidelines of some things to think about as you do your own prescription for what you eat and how you eat and when you eat. And I also put some prescriptions in there for what kinds of exercises you should do for fitness. But I, I don't prescribe those. I basically say, here are the modalities for exercise. You know, there's, there's strength, there's uh, body composition, there's uh, endurance, there's uh, balance, there's agility. Uh, all of these are important at some level or another. Um, you, could, you could sit there and do all the weightlifting you want to do, or you could do all the running you want to do. Maybe you love to run, so you're going to go be a runner, and that's great. Uh, but when you're 65 years old and your chance of falling each year is about one in four and break a hip because you didn't focus on bone density and you didn't focus on bats and you fall sideways in your kitchen and break your hip, there's a high probability that you're not going to recover from that and that you're going to be dead within one year. Mm. You know, it's, 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 the statistics are staggering. Like I said, one in four people over the age of 65 have a fall. 800,000 people go to the hospital for falls each year. And wow. 29,000 29, die. And look at the statistics of deaths. Falls are, are pretty high up in that number. And, and for people over the age of 65, it's, it's one of the leading causes of death. Okay. So I didn't want to be prescriptive and say, this is the diet you must eat, or these are the exercises you must do. I wanted to say, figure out where you want to go. 
You know, I, if I say I'm driving to Price, Utah, or I'm driving to Philadelphia, that's great. You might not want to go to those places. You might want to go to New York City, or you may want to go to San Diego. And so your, your, your route, where you're going to do and what you're going to do is going to be very different from what I do. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you take and choose your path with this. And that's part of setting your GPS, which I think we'll get into in a minute. Right. But it's, you know, it's, it, 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 that's what this is all about is I can't tell you what to eat uh, because we're all unique. And I can't tell you how to work out exactly uh, because we're all unique. Now, I lay down some basic guide work and I tell you the why you should be doing each of these things. But you have to make a decision of the priorities of those. Okay. Let's dig into that right now then, the GPS part. How, I, when I re- looked at the book and read the book, you talk about the, the GPS part. Yes. And how, how is the wellness roadmap structured to help a reader or readers out there be successful? Okay. There, there are three parts to the book. And so the first part is the GPS. It's the most important uh, part. If you don't set your GPS, uh, then you're going to meander. And for most of us, that's what we've done in the past is we, we just meandered. Uh, we probably got closer to where we wanted to be, but we really got there. So with the GPS, what we're doing is we're starting out with the grounding. And that's where we're looking at the why and we're looking at the vision. So if I asked you, what does fitness look like to you? You may say, well, I, I see a CrossFit athlete and to me, that's what fitness is. And I'll say, well, I see a grandmother on the floor playing with her grandchild. That's fitness. Okay. A CrossFit athlete wants to do CrossFit. That's his fitness. The, the, the gentleman that wants to play golf or wants to cross, you know, ski until he's 90, those are all fitness. Now, they're, they all look a little different, but they're, they're the vision of fitness that individual. So if we have that vision of where we want to go and we have our why, we now have a commitment. I will do the things I need to do for this reason and to be this way. Okay. Um, and, and so I'll just quickly, I'll tell you, my, my, my why was my daughter. My vision was to be able to participate with her in the active things she liked to do. She was getting into CrossFit. She was getting into mud runs. And I'm like, I don't want to just go and watch my daughter do a workout. I don't want to just go and watch her do a mud run. I want to be there doing it with her. Okay. Okay. That's the father I wanted to be. Now, my daughter was 20 and you know I was 45. Uh, so for me to keep up with a 20-year-old, I set a pretty high bar for myself. Yeah. But I did it. We finished a tough mudder together and I didn't slow her down a bit. And we wow. had... You know, we had a great time. So, so that's the grounding is the understanding where you want to go. And, and then the personalization, the P is where you actually start thinking about where you are now. Okay. So an example would be someone going to, for me to go to San Diego, I live in Pensacola Beach. I would start driving West straight down I-10. Okay. Okay. Um, you're further North. So you've got to meander across a little bit and change some lanes, probably somewhere around you'll uh, probably around Dallas or something is probably right. when you'll cut down and get towards 10 or something like that. So your route's going to be slightly different than mine. But so you, when you sit down and take the time to understand where you are today, what are the, what are the injuries that you've had? What are the, the things that, are, that have held you back in the past? And so you start saying, okay, now I, I can set milestones. I can set SMART goals. Right. Okay, I you know I couldn't go 
from you know just where I was on the couch to running a tough mutter, there were some interim steps there, some things I had to set as these little mile markers to tell me that I was on the right track. So that's the personalization. And then looking at your health markers, okay? If you have uh, you know, high cholesterol or you have high blood pressure or you know, your body measurements are such that you know, maybe your circumference of your stomach is over 40 inches, you know, all of those are things that are baseline measurements that you can take to see the progress. So the weight is a side effect of doing the right things, eating the right things. These other biomarkers, I just markers for lack of a better word, will tell you that you're on the right path. If I see my stomach circumference going down, even though I might not be losing weight, that's a win. Okay. If I'm able to, you know, say tomorrow I'm able to deadlift, you know, 5% more weight than I was able to a month ago, that's that's a, a win. You know, all the things that I'm looking for for my vision, what are those things that are, I, I can track to know that I'm winning? And, and the more of those I have, not, not so many, but enough to where one of them might be, not be moving. The scale might not be moving, but these other markers are. Okay. So it always gives me something to know that I'm moving forward. Okay. Okay. That's, that's that personalization. Make it, make it personal to you where you're starting from to get where you want to go. And then the last one, is self-awareness. Um, and that's where we go through both the physical and the mental limitations and capacities that we have. When I first started my journey, I, I went out there and I bought the Insanity Work set. It's a, you know, it's a DVD tapes back then. I think they do it online now uh, with Sean T. And, and it's, you know, I thought, okay, no weights, no equipment. That's fine. I'm traveling 90%. This will be perfect. And I sit down and just do the fitness test. And the next morning, I couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> okay, I did not set my mind to understand what my physical limitations were. And I, and I pushed myself too hard. And, and that's easy to do. I think we see that all the time. If we start a new workout regimen and we push ourselves a little too hard, we, we pay the consequences. And sometimes right. that will derail us. So understanding what those, what those are is very, very important. Then the other side of it is the mental game. And it's, this is the harder one. So what's going to happen when I go into the office on Friday and they, they brought donuts again to the staff meeting? Mm, good one. Okay, what's, what's, what's my reaction to that? And, and, and since I now know that's a limitation, what can I do about it? Maybe I say to them, okay, I'm not, I, one, just don't walk by the break room on your way to the meeting. Right. Bring some nuts or a healthy snack, however you define that, uh, to the meeting. So you're eating, they're eating, uh, but you know you're, you're feeding your body what it needs. So understanding what your limitations are, the things that are going to trip you up. One of the big ones for me was, and I don't know if this was a mental block or what, but if I didn't pack my gym bag the night before and leave it by the door that I was going to walk out in the morning to the point where I would trip over it, Right. Invariably, I would either forget the bag, or if I did pack the bag in my groggy state in the morning, for one reason, I would forget a shoe, I'd forget my socks, I'd forget my, you know, something. Right. Um, and, then, and then I'd get to, you know, where I say, okay, I'm going to go do my workout at lunchtime. And I would say, oh, crap, I didn't bring shorts. Or crap, I, I, I forgot my right. shoe. Uh, or my socks. I'm like, I'm not going to wear gym socks. And, you know, so it, it was giving myself built in excuses. And so kind of having that self awareness. So now that's the GPS part. And that's really where you set yourself in motion because now you know 
where you're starting from, where you're going. You've got all those little measures to tell you that you're moving forward and you're aware of the types of things that are going to cause you problems. So you can have strategies in place to start working with those. So that's the first one. Then when you, okay, the second part of the book, I call it streets. Okay. And, and, and I had to come up with an acronym. So uh, bear with me. These are not in okay. the order that I would have put them in the that's book right. if I could. But, but strategies is the first one. Yes. Right. The first S is strategies. The T is training. The first E is energy. The second E is uh, education. Okay. Uh, the T is uh, time. And the last S is stress. Okay. Okay. I would not exactly put those in the same order uh, if I were to write the book again, uh, you know, if I were to not use the streets, but I'll go through them really quickly. So the first thing is, since we have this self-awareness and we know where we're going, we need to start setting strategies. Strategies are the things that help keep us on track. So I told you my strategy was to, to basically have my gym bag sitting by the door so I would almost trip over it in the morning. That's a strategy to okay. make sure that I have my gym bag with me at work. Now, a tactic would be what I'm going to do when I get to the gym. So okay. what, what am I going to do? What body parts? Those are tactics. Tactics are important, but you have to have the strategies to make sure you're in place to actually execute the tactics. Okay. The, then the T is for training. And that's where I go through all the different modalities of training that someone over the age of 40 should be considering. Okay. And why, and why they're each important. And then based on what your vision looks like, how much of how much you want to allocate your time to each of those training modalities. You know, for me, strength has always been an important modality. Right. Uh, now, as I'm getting a little older, I'm realizing I need to start working on my balance and mobility. And so I, I make sure I'm, I'm factoring in and, and doing some mobility and balance work as I get older. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, that just, that's just an allocation of my time to the things that matter most. Um, the first E uh, is energy. And that's where we talk about nutrition and hydration. If you're not giving your body the fuel that it needs, it's not going to perform. So if you have a, a diesel BMW and you try to put uh, you know, regular gasoline in there, it is not going to function the way you want it to. So you need to make sure you're getting good fuel and you're staying hydrated. Then the next E is education. And I think this is a big one. Podcasts like this one, you, you, you want to make sure you're, you're teaching yourself why things are the way right. they are. Uh, that you're not just sitting there saying, well, my doctor said, eat this way, therefore I am. Now, your doctor might be absolutely right, and it might work great for you, but that's a trial and error. That's an N equals one experiment. Uh, you need to try those to learn. Right. And so in the book, I actually share a story about me trying statins as my experiment, and it, mm -hmm. it didn't go all that well for me, but <laughs> you know, uh, some people do need to be on statins. Others, I, you know, again, they have to experiment and figure out what's there right. for them. So education and experimentation. Okay. Then the T is time. And this is where uh, I probably would put this for, uh, closer up to the front of the book, because I think this is where people really uh, trip themselves up is they, uh, they don't have the patience. Uh, they don't have the persistence. Right. And they don't really do progression very well. And all three of those are necessary elements for you to keep moving forward. I think anyone will uh, know that in a car, the fun part of driving a car is when you can accelerate. Right. That's what feels good in a car. When you put it in cruise control at 65 miles per hour going down the highway, 
Now it's just, well, let's turn on the radio or a podcast because this is boring. Right. But the acceleration part of it, that's what's fun. And that's what, if you're doing patience, persistence, and progression, you're, you're going to find the fun in the things that you're doing because you're going to see progress. Right. And then every once in a while, we run into plateaus. And that's when it's really important for us to double down on those keys, the patience, persistence, and uh, progression. Then uh, the, the last S is stress. And uh, I skipped rest. I'm sorry. R was rest. Right, right. Okay. I skipped rest. That's and okay. Then just, okay. <laughs> and, and so I, I talk about sleep and then I talk right. about stress. And I, you know, I'm, I'm honest in the, in the book uh, right. to a fault. Uh, a lot of people say, hey, you, know, you don't have to be so mean to yourself. Uh, it's not about being mean. It's just being real. You know? And that's where we got to go with this. But uh, stress management was really kind of the last linchpin for me, uh, it wasn't quite there. So when I got laid off last year, I basically said to myself, "Why go back?" Right. You know what, what, what's right. what's what's the compelling why uh, for me to go back to work when I have this compelling why to to not go right. to be healthy, you know, and happy <laughs> and fit. Right. And so um, I I didn't uh, I I. I Doubled down on the podcast, and I started writing this book, and uh, that's that's where I want to spend my time. I, the joy I get out of helping others and being a part of their transformation uh, is far surpasses anything I could ever get from a job. Right. So I'm not going back. And in fact, right. uh, you know, we're moving to Panama in uh, February. And that's all part of this de-stressing. I'm going to go to a, a very quiet, slow island. And um, I, you know, I'm going to enjoy doing what I love doing um, and not worrying about much else. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now for some general housekeeping. First things first, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute, go into your app and rate and review this show. Then share it with your friends. This would mean the world to me. Next up, to join my mailing list for newsletters and other emails, text RHCP, Rebel Health Coach Podcast, RHCP to 22828. Again, text RHCP to 22828. I promise not to send you endless emails. Believe me. Who has the time for that? Now, to grab a free 20-minute consultation with me, go to my website and on the homepage, at the bottom is a red button that says Book Now. Click it and schedule your consultation with me. I will have you fill out an intake form so that during our consultation, we can discuss what I can do for you and also see if we are a good fit to work together. You can find the link in the show notes also. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. And so the third part of the book is what I call cargo. And uh, this, is, this is when you've gotten to your destination. So you've gone through all this trials and tribulations. You've pushed yourself. You've, you've now accomplished your what you had as a vision of you know, wellness. So you're fit, fitter anyway, you're healthier, 
uh, and you're more happy and you, 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 you can have the success. You can have the celebration, uh, but don't celebrate in a way that's, you know, not going to be aligned with who you are now. Uh, you know, this is not a time to go out and start having cake and, uh, you know, drinking beers and saying, Yahoo, I'm healthy now. Uh, right. You, you know, find a way to celebrate that actually aligns with now who you are. And, and I'll get into that next step is, so that's the C is celebrate because you deserve to celebrate. Um, the A is awareness that um, you are now a different person. You didn't get this way by uh, being the same person you were. And so people are going to treat you differently. Many are going to ask you how you did what you did, and you're going to feel different. So by all means, be different. You know, live a different lifestyle now. Be an example. Others are going to come to you. You can't tell them exactly how to do what they're going to do. They're going to have to follow and build their own roadmap. You can hand them the book right. and say, you know, here's the roadmap, you know, follow it for yourself. It'll take you where you want to go. Then the R is resetting your GPS. Um, you know, if you go to a place and you just sit there, um, most people regress. They, they just, they don't, they don't, if they don't have something driving them somewhere else or something higher, uh, then they tend to regress. Uh, maintenance is is boring. Like I said, it's not acceleration anymore. So find something cool uh, to do, something that you want to make a part of your lifestyle and part of your training, a part of your eating, all of that uh, for the next set. And, and so make this a constant work of art where you're trying to perfect in a sense, your wellness. You'll never make it to perfection, uh, but you can keep working towards higher and higher goals, uh, higher and higher visions. So reset that GPS. Now, it's going to be easier the second time and even easier the third time because you you have that self-awareness. You've already built a lot of really good habits. So it gets easier and easier to, to reach those higher goals um, as you kind of keep pushing through. And then the, the GO is just go. You know, it's, it, You're the driver in your wellness journey so you take the wheel, you put your foot on the gas and, and, and go where, wherever your health will take you. Right. That's awesome. I, 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 bravo for coming up with this, man. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it because it's so true. I mean, you've lived it. I've lived it. I mean, we always have to reset our GPS when we reach different stages. Yes, yes. And, and different stages in our lives. Um, right. So I'll give you a perfect idea. You know, like I say, right now, my vision, my vision of goal was to do a Tough mutter with my daughter. Uh, my next one, uh, I did a Spartan. I was going to do a Spartan with my brother. And then I said, okay, you know, I, longer, harder, it isn't necessarily the right thing for me. Uh, what are other things I can focus on? And like I said, stress, you know, so not going back to the job, uh, deciding that Panama would be a much lower stress uh, location for me. That's just another setting on the GPS for me to do um, all the way to the point where one of my goals is to be able to wipe my own butt when I'm 105. <laughs> okay. And it's funny, but you know, if you can't, if you don't have the leg strength to do a bodyweight squat, what are you going to do when you're sitting on a toilet? Right. You I can't, can't get, get up. up. Someone else is going to have to help you. Right. And I, I, I want to hold on to my independence for as long as I possibly can. Exactly. So your visions are different. Your goals are different. You know, you, you, but you just keep, keep pushing towards being the individual you want to be. And, and that's, that's really what that's all about. That's, that's good. That's really good. All right. Now that we're at that part, well, now what? 
what's the number one tip for maintaining healthy habits at once you've reached this goal? Well, like I said in the cargo part, and that's why I included it in the book. So many people say, "Okay, yeah, hey, you're you're there, and it's end of book, you know, the end." And then yeah. you're, you know, I'm like, "Well, no, we still have lives, we still have things going on. Uh, we're going to have setbacks, you know, we're going to have things that are going to happen around us that you know we now have to navigate differently." But just recognizing that if you've surrounded yourself with the right people and you're listening to the right people, you're you're in a good place. And so just keep being in that good place. It's so easy to let the saboteurs trip us up. And if if you surround yourself with good people, you know, and be that training partners and just other health conscious people and coaches, you know, having those kind of people in your life are, they're just going to keep pushing and driving you to stay in that well place, you know, happy, healthy, and fit. All right. Now. This is a big one for me. And we talked a little bit about this before we even started recording, but why? Why is having a why important and maintaining and attaining, not just not maintaining, but attaining these goals? Because it's hard. It's damn hard. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just is. And if you, if you kind of go at it, because I, as I said in the book, I, I, in the book, I, I, I explained how in Mexico that morning I made a decision. Uh, but I, I didn't really commit to it until eight years later. And it wasn't until I had that kind of that, that aha moment of, you know, I, 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 I didn't have anything behind me as a foundation. I didn't have anything to push against to keep me up. So there was no way for me to, to move. I had no no friction, no anything to just really give me a drive to do anything for a long period of time. I would go on a diet and then I would go off the diet. I would make a resolution and like 98% of the, 92% of the resolutions out there, I, I would fail. Right. And I, you know, and, and then I'd say, okay, well, I've made this decision. And well, then later on, I decide I wanted to eat pizza. Um, <laughs> they're both decisions, right. um, you know, and then uh, there's this wonderful world word we use all the time and it's called willpower. It's a finite resource. And the more we use it, the more we rely on it, the more often it's going to fail us. So, it, it, you know, all those words, diet, resolution, decision, willpower, they are weak, weak words. We're almost having them uh, just to say we had one. I had a resolution. Well, how'd it go? Well, three weeks in, I failed. That's okay. Everybody else did too. We're in, we're in a club together. I mean, we all get along now, right? <laughs> we got um, the same t-shirt. <laughs> but when you make a commitment, that's different. Right. You know, when you get married and you say, I do, you don't go off into happily ever after. That, you know, that, that magic world doesn't exist. Now you have the real work starts. Right. You know, now you actually have someone in your life that is depending on you, something you have to do. And then you have children and you commit to the welfare of those children. That's deep. That's emotional. And that's where you get attraction. Right. That's what makes things happen. And then you're going down the road and, oh, your rotator cuff tour. Okay. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop everything? Or are you going to use that commitment as a foundation to say, okay, a change of route. I've got to do something slightly different and then get back on the road. So just like if you had a blowout in your tire or your car, 
you know, you're going to call AAA, you're going to get the tire repaired and replaced, and then you're going to get back on the road. In the meantime, what are you going to be doing to maintain your fitness, health, and your happiness? So that's what this is all about is say, you know, the world's going to happen and it's going to push against you and it's going to be really, really hard, but you can do it if you have a compelling why. Right. And without that why, you're going to, you're going to end up to be an 8%. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to do okay, potentially. I mean, there were times I, you know, ebbed up and I was feeling pretty good about myself. And then there were times when I just fell back down. Right. And it really was that. It's just uh, try, 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 fall, yeah. fall, fall. Try, 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 fall, fall, fall. And, <laughs> you know, it, until I made a commitment, I wasn't able to change right. my lifestyle. Right. And that's important because, like you said, 92% fail of New Year's resolutions. And we're actually going into the, that time right now. Yeah. By the time this goes out, you know, so... So don't make a resolution, right. make a commitment. It, right, make, make a commitment. Com- yes. And make your why big enough to keep adjusting your GPS to to get to your destination. Yes, absolutely. That's important. And that's it where is, a lot of people miss the boat. And, and that's why I tell everyone in the book, it's like the GPS is not glamorous. It's not fun. It's a lot of self-reflection. And you, you're not at the gym yet. And it's like, and, and you're not changing your food yet. You're sitting down planning to do these things. And I know a lot of people want to get to the tactics that they're going to find in the streets part of the book, which is the meat of it. But to just go straight to the streets, you're missing the most critical component of wellness. And that is knowing what it is and having a compelling why so you'll get there. Right. And this is, this kind of leads me right back, right to the next part. Because a lot of people, what my diet plan what I eat might not work for Alan. And what Alan eats might not work for me. And many one of the, some of the questions I get asked a lot are, well, what diet? I mean, I, I see this, you know, especially right now with the ketogenic diet booming. You know, how good I'm on the ketogenic diet. So what why isn't there a one size fit all diet plan that works for everyone? Well, we all have our unique biochemistry. We all have our unique heredity. We all have our unique tastes and desires. Uh, We all have our own limitations. I I talk about a guy I I interviewed for the podcast. His name is Todd. And when Todd uh, ended up in the hospital for a skin infection, his doctor weighed him and he weighed close to 600 pounds. Wow. And he was given the stark reality at 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 that time in the hospital that he probably wasn't going to live to see his daughters grow up if he didn't change something. Now, the problem was at 600 pounds and all of the medical issues that Todd had, he wasn't able to work out. Mm. So everything he did had to be based on his nutrition at at first, you know, until he could heal himself. Whereas when I went at this, I was fully capable of running. I was fully capable of lifting weights. I was fully capable. So my path to wellness was extremely different than Todd's. But we both found ourselves moving down our own, our own roads. So we're all starting at different places. Right. And we're all potentially going to different places. But even if we're all going to the same place, let's say you and I worked in the same office. We don't live in the same neighborhood, so we're going to drive different paths, different routes to get to 
what might be the same place. Right. You and I might say, hey, let's run a 12K next March. And we're like, okay, cool. We'll run this 12K. Well, my training is going to probably look very different than your training. My nutrition may look very different than your nutrition, and that's fine. We have to decide what's going to work for us. You know, if, uh, if it doesn't fit who you are, and as a, uh, a guy, his name's Dr. Friedman, uh, his book's Food Sanity. Uh, right. Great, great book, great by the way. He has a method in there he calls the DIG method. And he was so kind to let me actually include this in my book. I love it that much that I, I asked him if I could borrow. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so the DIG method is this. One is discovery. So doing some research, doing some education, understanding what the science is behind what you're about to do. So if you're thinking about the keto diet as a way of eating, then do some research on it. Understand what it is. Understand what the pros are and the cons. Don't just focus on one side of this story. Don't have information bias. Go in with this knowing, okay, I'm going to learn what I can about this way of eating. Number two is talk through the process of, does this make sense to you? So the I is, um, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, it's basically your intuition. Yeah. So does it make sense? So if someone says, okay, I, um, he was, watching some fitness guru and the guru said, uh, go on a, a, a fast, a dry fast. And what, is, what is, his thought was, don't drink any water uh, for 24 hours. Uh, and I'm like, okay, uh, does he have any science set up at all? Because yeah, you'll lose weight because you're going to dehydrate. But <laughs> it, I, I said, I, I cannot find anything redeeming about that health-wise or otherwise. I'm like, that just... Don't, right. uh, because my intuition was like, no, no, right, <laughs> no. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I said my piece with the guy. The guy still, I think, went out and did it. Uh, reported back that he lost some weight uh, as soon as he drank, started drinking water again. The weight came right back on. Crazy, huh? Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> your intuition say so if we look right. at the keto diet you know what do you think what, what, what did your ancestors eat what, what kind of foods would they have gone for uh, what would have been available um, right. does eating this way seem to make sense to you based on what you've learned doing your research and if, if that works then you go to the last one which is is god so dig god but it doesn't have to be from a religious perspective it's just right. you are placed in the universe and so there are people for Legitimate ethical reasons do not like the way our food is prepared, the way our animals are treated in our food industry. I don't either. So I try to avoid, you know, that practice as much as I can. Because it's it's hard to avoid it 100% of the time, but... It, when I have give, I'm given an option, it's it's pastured animals, it's farm raised right. animals, it's locally done animals. I actually can talk to the farmer at the farmers right. market, or I go into the co op and they have labeled the local farms that this food has come from, and I know the practices at that farm, so I know these are well cared for animals, are healthy animals, and they didn't suffer um, the way some of our farmed animals are. So going through that dig method kind of can tell you whether something is going to make sense for you or not. Uh, I recently interviewed someone who is a vegan keto. So um, not easy, but she does it. She explains it in her book how to do it. 
You know, Will Cole is talking about uh, ketotarian, where it's predominantly plant-based keto. So what might work for me, and, and there's people doing carno- carnivore, you know? So keto is not just one thing. If you do the research and say, you know, I could do keto as long as it's the plant-based, predominantly plant-based version of that. I understand it and I can do that. Right. Uh, if I want to be a vegan and be keto, okay, I can do the research. It, it, it fits with who you are. So you've, if you've gone through that thought process, you'll, you'll find that path. Right. And one of the things I'm going to say right here, though, is if you're going to do keto, go do, when, you, when you do the research, pick reliable sources to do the research. Because yeah. Dr. Google will send you down a lot of roads. Well, doctor, doctor will too. You know, right. if there's exactly. doctor, you know, there's right. there's there's doctors that have have been on the the plant based piece of this for a long, long time, and you know they'll they'll find every study they can that that will tell you why keto will kill you, and then everyone who is a proponent of keto will find every study to tell you why eating uh, carbs is bad. So don't just listen to one side of this story; listen to all of them. And, and make the decisions that you know seem to make the most sense. And you do your experiment, your n equals one experiment. You eat like this for thirty days, twenty eight days, yeah. and you feel good, and it's working for you. Um, you know, and your, your other biomarkers, not just weight, but your other biomarkers are moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, then, by all means, you know, make that make that a permanent change. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And you know, there's some really good resources. For, or Jim, you know, you're. You've interviewed Jimmy Moore as well, and yeah. you know he's a he's an outstanding person, and that and to me, in my opinion, he's one of the best research sources. And then we'll call yeah. and uh, I, I will I will add um, the two keto dudes. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're you know, those two. Carl, Carl and Rich they do yeah. they do um, they do a uh, keto fest up in Connecticut every year in July. Yeah, uh, I'm the personal trainer for Keto Fest. Okay, um, so I go up there and do group trainings. Uh, for them, uh, at least I have the first two years, and I okay. believe they're going to have me back next year. You know, and th- great resources. Uh, Richard is all about the science. In fact, he's going back to school okay. to get to get into the med- actual into the medical field rather than okay. just uh, the, all his own personal research that he's done. So, you know, there's a lot of good sources out there, but just realize that what will work for you might not work for me. Uh, you're I know I can't really eat a lot of fruit right. without putting on weight right. because my body just doesn't process it, which makes sense because my ancestors were, from, were all from Northern Eastern European. Okay. Okay. And so during this time of year, we're recording this in, in December, it's, there, there would be very little vegetables. Right. There would be very, there'd be no fruit right. for at least the next four or five months. Right. So they're going to have to eat fish. Right. And then they're going to go after critters because they're, you know, they're right. easy, they're easier to catch and not going to hurt you. But fish would probably be the easiest thing right. to get and not get hurt. Every once in a while, every once in a while, they would go after an elk or a bear. But that's okay. a much more dangerous prey. Right. So we're not going to go after that unless we have a plan and we can do it safely. Right. So some red meat. Right. You know, and so that's how I base mine. I went through the, the process there saying what makes seems to make sense. I ate that way for a while and it works. And I've tried other things and they didn't work. So um, I can't poo poo one way or the other. I'm just saying, you know, right. set your set your path and try it. Right. And and I like I can't bananas, I can't eat bananas because I'll gain weight quickly. 
Yeah, same way. I can't tro- especially tropical fruit. Yeah, anything yeah. like mangoes, uh, papayas, right. bananas, pineapples. I I can tolerate some, but I think that's just the fiber content of those right. that they they blunt that a little bit. But even then, I I just I don't eat a lot. I'll, I'll I'll have a little bit of pineapple. Like when we went to Hawaii, I'm like I'm not going to Hawaii and not eating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that was a planned like- detour. That was a planned detour. I said I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to you know go ahead and have some. Some right. pineapple, but I'm not going to go nuts with this. And and then you know I'll, I'll walk a lot more. So hopefully, we'll we'll balance out. That's like going to Germany and not having a beer. Yeah, I mean, there's just times right. when you need yeah. to take those detours, and that's right. and that's why happiness is a part of my definition of wellness. I yeah. mean, if you're just driven and you're just you know you're you're not liking your food, you're not liking your your exercise, you're killing yourself. You might look great. You might be completely ripped and you might, you know, have perfect blood markers and a resting heart rate of 54 and everything in your life might just seem perfect. But if, if you're not happy, right. Yeah. Happy, miserable, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, just realize that you need to have planned detours. You're going to have planned detours. Um, enjoy those and right. then get right back on the road. Right. All right. And now we're talking about setbacks. Let's just go right there before we wrap this up. But what, you know, I faced setbacks. I had a, uh, on my journey, I had uh, a fibrillation. I had to have a uh, surgery done to have a, uh, fibrillations, uh, arterial fibrillation completely reversed. And I had to have some downtime. So it was a setback for me during that time of my weight loss journey. I mean, we, so weight loss, setbacks are going to happen. Let's just say yes. that. Yes. How do we recover from them? Well, I'll just, I'll use a personal example if that helps you. Okay. I was, I was training for a Spartan super, which was a 12 mile mud run uh, with obstacles. Um, If you miss the obstacle, the Spartan race, you're actually required to do 30 burpees. Okay. Okay. And there were like, I think 24, 25 obstacles. Let's just say, I may have made 60% of them. So you can kind of start counting in your head <laughs> how many burpees this guy was going to be doing. I did, but okay. That said, I was, I, I knew I needed, I wanted to be stronger and I was working my endurance and I was cutting body fat and I was getting ready for this race. And then I tore my rotator cuff and this was not uh, a, it's not a minor tear. I knew when I did it, I, this was a major tear because I had no, arm strength at all in, in a couple different planes. So I knew it, I knew it was complete tear uh, when I did it. I felt it and I heard it and I knew it. So here I was, you know, two months out from a Spartan and I now had this setback. What was I going to do to be able to continue to do what I wanted to do, which was that Spartan? Because I'd signed up with my brother. I thought my brother was going to be there uh, and we we're going to do this. So I said, okay. Uh, and, and also, my wife and I were going to go um, parachuting, you know, jump out of an airplane okay. uh, on that same trip. So I had this trip planned, and I'm like, I'm not not going to the trip. I'm not not doing the Spartan, and I'm not not jumping out of that airplane. So <laughs> I trained around it. I said, okay, well, what are the other strength areas I can do that wouldn't impact this? So obviously, I couldn't do any overhead pressing, and uh, my push up was extremely limited. Uh, but I could still work my legs. I could still work my core. Uh, I could still really build endurance, which is right. what I did most of my focus on. Because you know, 
And then I just knew, okay, uh, this is this is going to hurt when I do it, you know. And so it was just setting my mind and saying, okay, uh, uh, you know, I, I have to change paths. I have to get on the on the frontage road and drive slower in some ways. Okay. And I can just focus on other things that are matter. So if you were driving down the road and you had engine trouble, and they're going to tow your car into town. Get on the internet and find out if there's some kind of local attraction, a museum, or something like that where you can spend your three hours, uh, you know, uh, doing something else enjoyable or productive. Just find that thing. So uh, I would say for anyone over 40, if you find yourself injured, um, think about balance training, think about mobility. Uh, depending on the type of injury, mine was an upper body, you know, shoulder injury. Yeah. I could still run. So I could still work endurance and I didn't have to completely stop lifting weights. In fact, the fact that I continued to lift weights and keep my arms moving through the full range of motion, when I went for recovery in my PT, the the, the physical therapist was amazed. He's like, I've never seen anyone come in with the range of motion you have with the injury you had. And he said, and he, he worked with division one football players. Okay. 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 So here I am coming in, you know, 51 years old and I, I have full range of almost full range of motion in most directions of my shoulder. And then I lost some of that because they made me keep my arm in a brace for right. three minutes, but I worked through it. I worked really hard on my physical therapy. So I was, I was back to, uh, I'd say 80% within two months Okay, because I, had a plan. I focused. And, right. and so that's all I would say is just find the things you can do that are going to bring you closer to your vision. It might not be what, what, what you were doing, but right. just keep moving forward with anything. Right. Very good. Very, very good. I love this. I can't wait to get my copy of this book, actually. Okay. How can the readers connect with you, Alan? Other than, okay. uh, go ahead. I'm going to let you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've set up I've set up a landing page uh, for them. If they'll go to forty plus fitness dot com okay. forward slash rebel. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a page setting there, and basically on this page, I, I'm going to tell you about the book and give you a link to order it on Amazon. I'm going to tell you about the podcast and give you a link to find the podcast, uh, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my group personal training. And if, if you when you go there, uh, if you Check out the personal training. You go to the sign-up page. You decide you want to join my group training. Uh, I'm going to give your listeners a first month for just a dollar. So they okay. can use coupon code REBEL at checkout for the group training. Okay. They'll get the first month for a dollar to try it out. And so the details are on that page, 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash REBEL. Um, and I've got the basic information there. Also, I've got a little link if they want to have like a short little 15-minute consult with me uh, to talk about whether online group training works for them or not. Okay. Uh, they're welcome to do that. Uh, I'll talk them through it, let them know how it all works. And, um, you know, we'll uh, it, uh, hopefully some folks will realize that, you know, they're ready uh, to make this move and they're ready to make that commitment. And, and I'd love to help be a part of that journey for them going forward. Okay. Forward slash rebel. Yes. Okay, good. That, that's easy for them. Good. <laughs> do you do, while we're on that subject, though, do you do you do fitness, online fitness stuff? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I, have, I have group and I have one-on-one. Okay. Uh, the one-on-one is by application because I, I, I only work with the people that I know are already truly committed. 
Okay. And looking to do something special. This is a huge investment of my time. And and I don't want to waste their time and I don't want to waste my time. Right. I want to make sure. So I'm very selective with who I take on as a one-on-one. My group clients, I'm a little bit more open with them to work with them. Uh, and once they kind of buy into the program, uh, they, they all typically do pretty well. I do a weekly conference call and everyone's on there. I provide like a, a lesson. It's similar to a podcast, but the okay. difference is when I finish this little lesson, it's 10, 15 minutes. I open it up to questions. So we can personalize what I just talked about. And then I open it up to just total questions. So if there's a question someone has related to health, fitness, happiness, whatever, I'm there to answer that question. Uh, They also have access to me via email and via uh, the online chat. Um, So if there's something they need, they can reach out to me. Um, I have resources like exercises, exercise programs, all of that on on a client site that they can access. Uh, that runs seventy five dollars per month, but uh, like I said, I, I'm willing to let people try it for a dollar because I know it works. Right. Um, and uh, you know, I've had some clients that have gotten some great results. Uh, you can see some of those testimonials on on the website. But um, in a general sense, I just want to help as many people as I can. Okay. So come 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 kick the tires for a dollar and, and, and see if this doesn't work. For That's me. awesome. The book, I'm going to post where the book's available. It's, I know it's available on Amazon because I ordered it's, mine. Yeah, it's going to be available. It should be available everywhere. You can probably go to your Barnes and local Barnes and Noble okay. and ask them to order it. It's going to have, you know, an ISBN number. So it should be locatable everywhere. It's, it's, you know, ebook right now, I'm running a special line. Uh, I'll be running that through the, about the first week of the book going live. Okay. Um, that's just to make sure it gets into the hands of as many people as can get it. And there's you know, no excuse. I mean, uh, Amazon won't let me lower the price less than right. uh, 99 cents uh, unless I go to publish it somewhere else right. as an ebook and then list it as zero. They'll yeah, match. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just okay. Here's 99 cents. Uh, right. uh, uh, then there's a paperback, there's a hardback, and I did record an audiobook okay. um, that should be out there soon. It's not showing up yet, but okay. it, takes them, it takes them a little while to approve it. But, but, it should be out there soon. If you if it's not there now, the audiobook is coming. So I'm going to say with Christmas coming out there, this is a good little book to grab and give to your favorite people. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no problem, man. I, and I, you know, I, I I like easy books, so I'll probably buy some and, and give them to my clients. You know, that's a you know because that's a, this is a good book, especially when you. <laughs> I love the I love the analogies all the way through the book with the GPS and the cargo and street. That's that's great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I went kind of nuts on that. I was one of I, you know it's funny because when I was working uh, professionally and I'd have talks with my my groups, I would pull these things out and use them. And the uh, superpower was what one person told me that I had just the superpower to keep those things coming out in a way that. Uh, keeps the story fresh. But the other side of this book is I, I share a lot of my personal journey right. here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm completely open and honest in there. Right. You know, I'm, 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 I'm as flawed a protagonist as you're ever going to find. I learned the hard way in yep. many, many times. And I, I want you to learn the easy way right. by seeing me uh, in those moments and, and understanding that, you know, th- there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is an end of the tunnel, right. and you just have to have a why, and have to keep moving forward. Yep, that's a, that's a biggie. The why is the big one. Yes, I don't have that. And, you know, stress. 
I'm going to say stress because that's a biggie. It is. I, I, unfortunately, that would be my last S. Uh, I would have probably prioritized that a little bit yeah. earlier. And I actually do that in the book. I, I list kind of the four pillars uh, being food, sleep, stress, and exercise. Right. And and the exercise is only 10% of the puzzle. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, food, sleep, sleep, stress, and food. Yeah, sleep, I gave it 20% and exercise, I give a 10%. And that's okay. coming from a personal trainer. So okay. what I'm telling you, I can't get you there. You know, many cases, if I was working with a client directly one-on-one, you know, I, I've got you for maybe, you know, a month, a week, three weeks. If it's a, we're working in person, I may have you three hours a week. Right. Okay. There's 170 four or 75 hours beyond that. Right. Uh, The things you do during those other hundred some odd hours are going to be just as important as what you do during those three. So, um, you know, yes, stress for me was the hardest one. And I admit that I'm still a work in progress with all of it, but stress is still the one that I, and we could go into a whole nother episode. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. Stress is, it, it, I, I I always say that stress is probably the number one driver of disease. It is. It is. It is a big component because it tends to drive poor behaviors as well. Right. All I would say is, you know, the book is going to walk you through a process of considering what matters most to you. Uh, I do. I do put tactics and tools out there. So when we get into stress. I talk right. about eliminate the stress. Yep. You know, separate yourself from the stress. Exactly. Breathe. Meditate. You know. Understand the stress in a way that you. Embrace it and, and and understand doing something with it. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to eliminate some stressors in my life. It was hard breaking up with that toxic girlfriend yeah. was hard. Deciding I wasn't going to go back to that job was hard. Yeah. You know, or wasn't going to go back to a job. The, those were hard decisions, but because I had the why backing me up and I had the vision, I was like, well, okay, the path is clear. It's not back that direction I came from. Right. It's forward. Um, you know, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, as much as I pre- preach it, it still happens. Yeah. As, uh, you know, I, I, the way I understand it, uh, most people say there's just there's only been one perfect person on this earth. Right. And that's and, the man and it wasn't, And it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when you get the book, you'll you'll see as yeah. uh, it's it's a tale of fables that I, I think will resonate with a lot of people yeah. because you know we we all find ourselves unhappy, unfit, and and unhealthy yeah. at points in our life. And then it's the question is get away from that. And I made I made every single mistake as I went through. I said, okay, well that was a mistake. Well that was a mistake, and I didn't understand that well. You know, I, I tried pescatarian as an example, yeah. and I gained weight. And, and, you know, it, I was eating all the time. I had to eat all the time. I it couldn't stay full. full. Right. And, and so I just, but, but looking back on it now, you know, is that 2020, as we look back at our, our past failures, I probably didn't do pescatarian right for myself. Okay. I did it but a lot of people would. I had plenty of fruits. You know, how many servings of fruit I'd have a day is five or six servings of fruit. I was eating vegetables mm. uh, and I would have some fish. What I found was I needed nuts and fruit to fill me up most yeah. of the So I was eating a ton of nuts and fruits. I had nuts and fruit everywhere, including <laughs> dried fruits, you know, because they carry well. Right. Uh, dried fruit and nuts in my truck. I had dried fruit and nuts in my office. And That's I was crazy. eating stuff like 
all the time. Like I, I wasn't asleep, brushing my teeth, or shower. I was eating. Wow. And and I I just felt compelled to eat because I was always hungry. Whereas you know if I if I get onto good low fat approach, for me it works. And I'm not trapped by food, and I can intermittent fast without even worrying about it. So you know, there's there's things I've learned myself that right. I say work for other people. But that said, you know, there is a path for you, and you can right. find. One question I ask of all my interviews or people I've interviewed is: if Alan had an hour to kill or half an hour to kill. What album or artist would you put on to chill out with? The odd thing is I have such an eclectic taste in music that, I, I mean, I literally listen to everything from rap to classical. Okay. And so it's going to be very mood-based. And so I just say on the mood right now, it, it okay. would probably be something from the 80s. It would probably be something around uh, kind of a, uh, a Depeche Mode. Or, oh, okay. you know, okay. or something like that. It okay. would just kind of be mellow and, you know, easy. Maybe not as dark as Depeche Mode. I might pick someone who's a little bit lighter than, than, than them. But okay. probably someone from that era. Era. Some, okay. Out of that whole uh, second British invasion, as we used to like to yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, 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 right. So probably Frankie Goes to Hollywood or oh, Depeche yeah, yeah. Mode, something like that. Yeah. that. Those are some good tunes, man, back then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Frankie goes to Hollywood, Depeche Mode, The Cure, The Smiths. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, Alan, thank you so much, man. I'm so blessed to have you on here today. No, no. It's my honor. Thank you, Tom, for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.